So quiet quitting doesn't just happen in the workplace. It can also happen in your interpersonal relationships too. What's going on? Welcome to the Bird Brain Podcast, where the goal is to rise above it all, stay elevated, create that infinity up to you. I'm your host, Isaiah. It's funny because as I was like going through the slogan, I was like, rise above it all. And I was like, this is hurricane season apparently in LA. So uh, I don't know, man. The eye of the storm is uh, very much a thing right now, but I still wanted to get an episode out for you guys before it got crazy. Um, yeah. Just because, you know, consistency won. And uh, there has just been a lot of life to be aware of and a lot of thoughts that I've had, um, a lot of conversations that I've had, and a lot of experiences that I think, you know, I think collectively we're all feeling it, right? Collectively we're all feeling it and we are growing through it. And then individually it kind of it looks different for everybody, even if it is very similar. Um, and, you know, one concept I've been thinking about for a while now is the concept of quiet quitting, right? It, it kind of became a coined term uh, for the workplace, right? Where employees quiet quit. And what that looks like is their lack of um, willingness to show up to the capacity that they used to because either they're burned out or they're just not um, motivated. They don't feel supported or enthused etc. Right? Or sometimes they just clearly are not being stimulated by the job. Whatever. And then I was thinking about it because I was like, I think quiet quitting also happens in our relationships too. Right? And it kind of looks the same <laughs> to a certain degree as well. You know, when somebody is quiet quitting on the relationship, there never seems to be an opportunity to, or a willingness to want to, um, show up, right? It's usually a half-assed job to some degree or constantly canceling, right? Using all their sick days. Right? I can't make it in. Uh, last minute changes, right? Um, a level of apathy, right? Or, you know, a copious amount of excuses as to why something cannot be done. Not really um, a, a willingness to figure out a solution. Quiet quitting. And the difference between it happening in your your workplace and your interpersonal relationships is that it's definitely a little bit more personal. It's definitely a little bit more personal. And sometimes what it looks like is the person is... Um, see, people are different. They're the same but different. Like quiet quitting at a job that doesn't appreciate you versus quiet quitting in a relationship that you don't appreciate can vary. Right? And I'm not saying that one size fits all. However, you know, you'll notice quiet quitting on either side. Sometimes a person doesn't feel like they're appreciated in a relationship. 
and they slowly start to back out, right? They slowly start to pull away. They slowly start to um, reserve their energy because it's like, if I am a, a component of your life, if I'm a component of your life and I don't feel like my contribution matters for anything, then I stop contributing, right? If you're a component in my life and you feel as if, you know, what you do doesn't matter or you just don't have the desire to do it anymore, you stop contributing. You get me? And it's okay for us to recognize when either we're quiet quitting or when somebody else seems to be. And you'll notice because there is kind of like this lull or very gray, uh, gray feeling. I talk about the difference between anxiety and intuition often, right? Knowing the difference and sometimes how they can kind of... Um, mix but overall it's a difference it's a very big difference they one happens in the basement the other happens in the attic that's how i like to think of it right um your anxiety kind of forms in your stomach usually like your your grounding your root right your stomach trust your gut everybody says trust your gut intuition kind of happens upstairs it's like the it's it's away from all of the inner workings and it's just kind of at the top and it's more of an enlightened process, uh, the way that I like to think, or the way that it happens for me. So even if I have an anxious moment, anxiety kind of riddles me with this idea of like, I can't think straight. Something's, I need your attention, right? Whereas intuition will continuously remind me that something is something, right? Something is something, good, bad, or indifferent, but something is something. And when we notice in our relationships a level of quiet quitting, there can be anxiety because there's a fear of a change that you're not aware of. However, with the intuition, it's just a reminder that something is something. Okay? Something is something. Something is something. Something is something. And if you can accept that, all right, cool. I have noticed a shift. I have noticed an adjustment, either on my end or the other party, right? I've noticed a change. And then you kind of address the lack of effort. And then there are all these other variables that come into place. Oh, I've just been busy. Oh, I've just been distracted. Oh, I've just been, you know, doing this or I've just been so tired, etc. And you may notice that they have time or you have time for other things and other people. Right. So I always say the goalpost is always going to be moved when the goal is not a healthy relationship. Or people will always be too busy for the things that they don't want to make time for. Always. <laughs> we will always be too busy for the things that we don't want to make time for. It's fail-proof. Um, so when you understand that and you are witnessing it or you yourself are practicing it, it's important to just kind of ask yourself, what's going on? Right. And you can ask it to yourself and then you can ask it out loud. Right. Ask for clarity. I have no problem asking for clarity. The reason why is this, because if I ask for clarity, one, it gives the other party opportunity to step into the relationship as their authentic selves. Right. I'm not expecting you to say what I want. I'm just expecting you to be present and, you know, show up with your truth, whatever that looks like. Okay. And when you give somebody the opportunity to do just that, whatever they do with it is up to them, okay? 
it's funny because sometimes there's such a fear of being disliked that we still do the things that are unlikable, right? People don't want to necessarily be labeled a bad person for saying, hey, I don't value this relationship. Hey, I don't value you. Or hey, things have changed and you know, you're not a priority. It sounds kind of harsh. However, what's worse is to constantly um, kind of put somebody in these cycles of ambiguity, right? Inconsistencies, right? One moment I'm involved and I'm engaged and I'm immersed and the next moment I just disappear. And I do that continuously, right? And that in itself becomes a pattern that I'm almost expecting you to adjust to. It's hurtful, right? And that is some element of quiet quitting. The reason why is because you are not putting in much effort to sustain the relationship. You are just posturing or um, what's the word I'm looking for? Going through the motions, right? Going through the motions. I can say I tried by doing this little thing. Well, at least I tried, right? And that kind of keeps you off the hook in your head. However, the person on the receptive end is noticing a divot or a deviation in the typical pattern of the connection. So when you ask for clarity, depending on who the person is, they'll be able to step into that with some level of integrity, honesty, and intention, right? Because it's not just about their ego being protected or being bruised. It's about them showing up and recognizing, hey, there is a disconnect in our relationship. And, you know, I don't know what's going on. Here's how I feel, etc. Right? And then there's potential for a solution. And this is where it gets tricky because I think people over glamorize this idea that forgiveness just fix every, fixes everything. And that doesn't work. Right? For one, somebody doesn't necessarily have to forgive you. <laughs> right? Forgiveness is not for you you, the offender, forgiveness is for the person that was offended, right? When you forgive, you kind of let go of the grudge, if there is one, or you let go of the bitterness and you grieve, right? You grieve. You understand that what I thought this was or what this was for an extended period of time no longer is there. And that's okay. That is okay. And sometimes on our end, when we quiet quit, what that looks like or what that may appear like to someone else who hasn't really valued or appreciated the efforts, sometimes I hear, oh, yeah, well, out of nowhere, they just stopped talking to me. Or, yeah, they just pulled back and, you know, they didn't say anything. And truth be told, a lot of times a person says things multiple times and they go unheard. So finally, they just stop speaking. That is a level of quiet quitting, too. I express my concerns, right? I talked about this. I tried to be present. And sometimes I feel like I was clocking in and I was doing double work, working overtime for somebody who just wasn't showing up to work at all. So I quit. <laughs> I quit because I'm not getting paid enough, right? There's not enough currency being invested into this relationship. And currency, it's not enough respect, right? Not enough value, not enough reciprocation or even appreciation. So I don't feel like I am being valued in this space, okay? Quiet quitting on the opposite end, all right? And it's important to recognize when you are in a relationship with someone or someone's in a relationship with you, are they in a deeper relationship with their ego? Are you in a deeper relationship with your ego, right? Who is this person? What do they mean to you? How do they make you feel in terms of how much you mean to them. What do they exhibit? What do they show? 
right? Because sometimes people say a lot of things and you, even after the conversation happens, you still feel a little weird, okay? And if you still feel a little weird, nine times out of 10, something's not being said or there's a lack of truth there, right? There's a truth that they wanted to give you and then there's the overall truth of what it is. And again, this takes some level of self-awareness, right? Because when we say that, uh, you know, something feels different. If you run on anxiety and trauma, a lot of times you're always going to be distorted and dysregulated anytime there's conflict, especially if you're conflict avoidant, right? Or you grew up in a very turbulent space where people didn't really express certain concerns, right? It feels different for you. It feels like trouble, right? You may catastrophize, right? If somebody's bringing this information to me, I'm the worst person in the world, right? Or me speaking up now makes me the worst person in the world. You get me? So you have to kind of swim through that space. Swim through that space. And then you understand, do I feel like in this conversation there was a level of truth, right? Because there are some people you have a conversation with and there is a miscommunication or a difference. And then at the end of it all, it's like, oh man, you know, I feel safer with this person after this conversation versus I'm still kind of unsure. I'm still kind of hesitant, right? There's a difference. We, we downplay or people don't talk enough about how individual interconnections all feel very different, right? And I've noticed this. There are certain conversations I've had that were very hard, hard, hard conversations, right? And the goal was not to hurt the other person. The goal was not to be hurt by the other person. It was just simply saying, hey, this hurts. What's your take on it? And by the end of it, there was so much closeness and also respect and more of a willing to try. Why? Because both people understood this is how this person's feeling about my actions. I want to do better because they matter to me, right? Versus, okay, we had this conversation, but it still feels like the same thing, or this person is still doing the same thing. To some degree, they may be quiet quitting. You may never know why, okay? There's a lot of variables sometimes that we don't have access to. Just like people don't have full access to our experience or our minds or what we may be observing, Right. This is why accountability, I think, is so important. And when people say communication, comprehension is so necessary because you could tell somebody, hey, this hurt me. And they may see it as a defect in who they are as a person versus them just understanding, oh, man, my behavior hurt this person. How can I do better? Do I want to do better? Right. Or do I not? OK, but I'll tell you what, never seek to sustain a relationship where you feel like you are a burden to take care of. Never seek out a relationship where you feel like you are a burden to take care of, especially when you are not um, burdened by those people, right? You just have a willingness and a desire to lean into the relationships, etc. But on the receptive end, you always kind of feel like a chore or a bother, right? Don't work overtime to keep those relationships because truth of the matter is, is what's happening is that now the responsibility is falling on you to sustain the relationship. Okay. The other person sometimes may be looking for an out and the fact that you keep showing up maybe frustrates them because it's like, oh damn, you know, why can't you just kind of not care like I do? <laughs> It'll be a lot easier, right? Because I already don't want to talk about what's going on. 
And the fact that you keep showing up and you keep treating me a certain way makes it hard. Makes it hard for me to just kind of like skip out the back door or put in my two weeks. You know what I'm saying? Quiet quitting is a very subtle thing, but it's a very loud feeling a lot of times, whether you're doing it or whether someone else is doing it. And if you're observant enough, you catch it. If you know someone, if you know someone long enough, you also catch it. Right. And it may frustrate you because it's like I, I've been trying to deny this for a while, but it, the proof is in a pudding. And when you finally address it, depending on how the person meets you in that space is also going to be clarity of some sort or confirmation. I always say any intentional relationships are informed relationships. When somebody cares about you, when somebody cares about the relationship, the goal is to establish clarity, not more confusion. And clarity doesn't just come with words. Clarity also comes in change behavior. Clarity also comes in actions. Clarity also comes with some level of um, purposeful pattern change. Otherwise, you're still back in the fog and you go back to, all right, we just had this good conversation, but nothing's changed and everything still feels the same. What's going on? And in that space, it's important for you to now recognize what is my participation? What am I doing? Because a lot of times we get mad at people for doing what they do. However, we overlook exactly what it is that we do that allows them to move how they move in our lives. You have to take ownership, guys. I promise you, the more ownership you take in terms of your participation in relationships, the better you feel, right? And if you're always afraid to speak up to someone because you fear that the relationship may end or you fear that they may get upset, that's probably more of a reason to speak up because either they'll prove you wrong or they will prove you right. Oh, okay, that this relationship only exists on the person's convenience and how they feel. My feelings are not really something that matters. And I know that because when I bring this up, either, you know, I get punished in some kind of way, whether it's avoidance or, you know, combativeness or defensiveness, or there's just a lack of effort. And I'm being told that I'm asking too much or I'm being made to feel like my expectations are too high. Don't beg for effort. We do that on our own. We make effort on our own when it comes to things that are important to us. And when somebody shows you that you are not important to them, thank them, <laughs> right? Thank them in your heart. Thank them in your head, right? And you know what? Say, thank you for showing me the truth. Thank you for your truth. Thank you for being so generous with your truth. Because now I have agency and I have awareness. I have confirmation to some degree. Right. People talk about conversations and communication a lot. However, that does not change someone's character. So, yeah, make sure on your end you are showing up in respective relation and respecting the relationship by having a conversation, by speaking up about certain concerns, by giving the other person the opportunity. However, you don't need to keep doing that, especially if the other person is refusing in one way or another to show up, either in their words, but also their actions repetitively. If they continuously do something that they know is affecting you in a negative way, let that be an indicator of the respect that's present in the relationship or the lack thereof. And let that be an opportunity for you to develop more respect for yourself. 
Okay. Sometimes we need to be hit a couple of times with the truth before we decide to make an adjustment. Or sometimes we only need to see it once. But the beautiful thing about people is we are creatures of habit. And if someone is who they say they are, they will continuously be that regardless of the seasons. And even in those seasons of downtime or ambiguity, they are still doing their best to show up by communicating, right? By making some effort, by being intentional, by reaffirming versus someone who just says, well, yeah, I've been busy. What solution are they offering? Pay attention to the solutions that people offer up and also implement when there is some kind of disconnect. How are they trying to bring connection back to the space? Pay very close attention because people will show you. Okay. So yeah, quiet quitting could look very interesting in a lot of ways, but if you've been working your ass off to try to sustain connections and it just seems like it's not hitting, quietly quit. Okay. If your goal is to bring peace and be honest, if your goal is to bring peace into other people's lives by carrying a level of peace within you, right? Don't let that be a subjective thing. Because there are a lot of people out there who say that they do so much for other people. And it's like the fact that you're itemizing how much you do also kind of indicates that there's this level of um, transaction, right? It's one thing to just recognize, all right, cool, I've been doing my best to show up and, you know, just trying to maneuver. But, you know, if you're constantly telling someone how much you do for them, that feels weird. Okay, but you can address, hey, I've been trying to step into this space and, you know, I don't really know how to go from here, uh, but I have been trying. And if that's not met with reciprocity, listen, take your love somewhere else because everybody deserves love. I believe that. However, some people don't deserve yours because they're showing you <laughs> that you don't deserve for them to try to love you better. Okay. And then grieve. Go through the grieving process. Don't try to deny the fact that this person is important to you or this relationship is important to you, et cetera. Embody all that. It should be important. Right? If somebody's in your life, they should be important. And that's how you kind of exit this space of transactional relationships. I'm always willing to recognize the importance of people in my life. Good, better, and different. I can say that. The reason why is because they serve a purpose. And the purpose is that this person has made an impact on me in some way, shape, or form. And I don't deny that. Right? I don't deny that. Why should I? That's a disservice to me and them. Because at one point in time, they were probably one of the most important people to me. Because that changes doesn't mean that at one point in time, they are one of the most important people to me. And that kind of shows my level of care for them. So you got to think about that. Before you let your ego start driving the car because you're upset about how certain things played out or your expectations were different, etc. When you're disappointed, take time to understand what that disappointment is coming from. Right? Is it some patterns that you recognize and it finally hit or you feel rejected by this person? You feel that they didn't try hard, et cetera, or did you ignore and bypass certain indicators that this person was never 
willing to do better. But you kept trying to hold on to something that wasn't there. They constantly showed up to work late. The work that they put in when they got there was subpar, right? Um, it was inconsistent. A lot of times they called out and you still had to make up for the work being done. What was their patterns? And at one point, maybe they were top notch, right? They were employee of the month in the first 30 to 90 days. Remember, it takes 30, they always say 90 days, but typically within the first 30 to 60 days, a person will fall back into their patterns. That's why jobs usually have a 90 day uh, trial period because they wanna see if you can keep up what you say you are able to provide. Same thing with people in interpersonal relationships. It's just a transference of energy, but the ability to show up and perform is still the same thing. Okay? So if you're just getting to know somebody, 30 to 90 days. But if you've known somebody for a while, pay attention to the patterns. Okay? Because it's tricky to start a new habit. And somebody may stay on brand for the first week, maybe two. But they will fall back right into their pattern after that. I promise you. <laughs> but you got to pay attention to what your patterns are too. It's not just always the other person, okay? So before you go around pointing the finger, just observe whatever it is you need to observe and then take stock and ownership in what you need to do about you, all right? And leave people peacefully if that's the, if that's the uh, last resort, right? Leave things better than how you found them. Understand you did your best to take care of this person. Understand you treated this person like somebody that mattered to you. That's all you can do. Right? This is why love is not a choice. How we treat the people we claim to love is. All right. So just think about that. I hope you guys have an amazing week. If you guys are in the eye of the storm, I hope you're safe. Take care of yourselves. Yes, truly take care of yourselves. Um, I'm definitely going to be eating some ice cream, <laughs> reading some books, catching up on some projects of my own. But um, just be safe. Just be safe. Okay. Um, check on your peeps. Okay. Check in with yourself. Um, because sometimes even though you're not in the eye of a storm, you may be going through a storm in life. Okay. <laughs> Season strange. Yes. So with that being said, take care of yourselves. Yes. Take care of each other. Oh yes. Before I forget you matter too. Speaking of you matter Two merch is available. Um, if you're on my Instagram, you see, I've been rocking the new designs. Um, yeah, that, like I said on the last week's episode, you matter Two was just something it came about because there was a video I posted a while ago and it was just the idea of feeling like you were asking too much when you were seeking the bare minimum and always feeling guilty for asking for what you were seeking, whether it's connection, whatever the case may be. It always feels like you are asking for too much from people you give your all to. But it's so important to understand that you matter too. And sometimes it's the people who go through life who are trying to pour into everybody else because they may not have had it. So subconsciously, they are trying to do the opposite. You matter too. And that's what this merch is all about. And um, it's so dope. I love it. You know, whenever I wear it, it's just a reminder because I look down, it's a little heart. You know, it's just a, a nice simple, nice little reminder. Um, I've already got some 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 sales out there. So shout out to the people who are now rocking their You Matter merch. 
um, You Matter merch, You Matter merch, say that five times fast, uh, their You Matter 2 merch, and it's, it's just kind of creating a, a space and a reminder across the world, you know, that ripple effect of, you know, going out into the world and remembering that you two are significant. And this is especially for the people who feel invisible and who do their best to show up, right? They have hearts of gold, truly, genuinely. And a lot of times they're just not met with that same level of care and love. Listen, you matter too. Asking for your needs, right? Asking, you don't even need to ask for effort from people who are willing to make it, okay? But people who care about you will find ways to remind you. And I hope you recognize and try to practice reminding yourself of the same thing, okay? So yeah, You Matter Too merch is available. Coaching is available. Um, rest is always available. <laughs> Find opportunities to take rest. But yeah. I like this episode. <laughs> I hope you guys enjoy it too. But yeah, quiet quitting. You know, we are the CEOs of our lives and other people are CEOs of theirs. And when we recognize that somebody is just not willing to show up and do the work, hey, there are other people who are probably waiting to take up space. Not necessarily their space, but just take up space. And they'll do it right the first time, every time. All right. So again, take care of yourselves. Take care of each other, y'all. <laughs>